Howdy, cowboys and cowgirls. It's a change. Change to the podcast this morning or afternoon or evening. This is Coffee Conversations. This is not Father David. This but, is Father Eric. And I'm still Deacon Bob. Deacon Bob is still here. So uh, thanks for listening today. Today, it's spring. It's spring. Spring is sprung. Thank God. <laughs> at least for now. Right. Yeah. I think we're at that point where like... It might snow six inches tomorrow, and we wouldn't be surprised, but... Mm-hmm. But then it melts the next day, and we're back to spring. We're back at it again. The up and down, the ebb and the flow. What's your favorite part of spring? Just going outside. I feel like we get cooped up, and... I mean, we walk here, there, but... I, I It's baseball season. Uh, spring training's over. The, the Not the... I was going to say the I word. The Guardians start the Guardians. this week. And... Uh, Masters are going on. It's golf season. It's just, it, it's officially time to like not be inside anymore. We do a garden and I play in the yard a lot, but I tend to um, put things in the ground too early. Mm. I get all excited, like, all right, here we go. And not so much. It, we're back to spring and things die. Yeah. So, um, for me, it's patience, trying to, to time things the best way. How about you? What's the challenge of springtime? The challenge of springtime is creating time to actually be outside. I think like in the morning, it's easy, at least for me. Like I have blocks of time in the afternoon where I'm free. Mm-hmm. And so justifying, okay, I worked, I, I had stuff in the morning, I had stuff in the evening. I can get outside for a couple hours in the afternoon. Uh, I just bought a new bike. All right. And so uh, maybe go for a little bike ride, go for a little walk, play nine holes, and, and justify it by saying, ah, I worked earlier. I'm going to work <laughs> later. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's hard for me. I'm not super outdoorsy, but it's just hard to find the time to say, I'm going to go outside instead of just sitting inside and working on emails or doing this or even at night watching TV. I can go for a walk. Mm-hmm. So speaking of your bike, um, it sounds like you have some changes in your life coming yeah. up. Yeah, so uh, change is the operative word today. Um, my my life is changing come June, so I'm on to an, another assignment. I just arrived at St. Gabe's in last June, and so um, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, you say goodbye and I say hello, hello, goodbye. Uh, but I, I've been appointed by the bishop, the assistant vocation director for the diocese. I'll be working with the current vocation director for, for some time. And uh, I'm going to keep up with school and teaching at the seminary and whatever else I'm asked to do. Um, but I'll be living downtown at our cathedral. And so I bought a bike to be like a cool downtown hipster riding my bike places i i don't know where i'll be on the weekends i don't know what i don't know i don't know anything i don't know where what assignment this this all looks like but um i might be able to ride a bike places so is that scary going into a ministry that you have no idea totally gonna be like yeah so i've come may i've been a priest for five years and a hundred percent of that five years has been spent in the parish I love parish ministry. I love the ebb and flow of it. I love being able to go over to the school and disrupt whatever piece the teacher <laughs> has spent hours to try and build. And and uh, it's gotten to the point now where I walk by and some of the teachers physically say, oh, no, <laughs> like, yeah. like, uh, don't come in here. I've, we've been working all day and we're doing good. 
Um, but I don't know. I just I love I love being in relationship with people and journeying with people and, and knowing people uh, in that way. So it's something altogether new where it's like I don't have a community. Um, I'm I'm kind of all over the place. So let me ask you this. And we haven't practiced any of this, no. so this is going to be fun. <laughs> Are you a person that can live in chaos, or do you rather have order, or do you like ordered chaos? I like ordered chaos. What would, I, that, I what like, would that look like? <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know this was going to be like a, a counseling. So I, I like creating order out of chaos. Mm. I think that's where I, th- I, I like making things chaotic and then finding a way out of the chaos. That's really good. You know, like, we do, like, Strength Finder and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And my top two are strategic, well, my five are Strategic, Activator, Connected, Positivity Command. So I think part of Strategic is you you get a vision for what's going on. You see the chaos. You're like, all right, how do we go from here? I I don't do well with a ton of structure. If, if, If do this, do this, do this. Um... I don't read directions when I put stuff together. Um, we have those uh, those little like muffin. Have you seen these protein muffin things? Yes. Okay. I, I every time I've done it, I've failed because it's like <laughs> you need to do two thirds cups of this and that. I'm like, nah, I'll just put a a pinch of this and a dash of that. So uh, sometimes I create chaos, which is fun. It it is. Yeah, it is. And I would much rather. I would much rather write my own book than use somebody else's book. Oh, yeah. I would write my own program than use somebody else's program. Um, I remember I gave a graduation talk at Lake Catholic, and it was, when all else fails, read the directions. Because mm. in so many parts of my life, I failed to read the directions and tried to do it on my own. Nine times out of ten, it works out okay. You have a few extra parts left when you put things together, but sometimes you just have to revert to reading the directions or... Right, following whatever the rule yeah, is. Yeah, there is, there is a plan, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just a matter of, am I going to follow it? Am I get? How are we? How are we going to get there? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'd much rather, I'd much rather have fun along the journey, than just, these are the things I need to do. So, do you go the same way home every time, or do you choose different ways? I mix it up. Me too. Yeah, I would much rather go different ways yeah. than the same way all the time. Right. And part is like, I like competition. So I like compete against myself and say, all right, it took, it took 18 minutes this way. <laughs> like trying to find, but this, this is, I've never, I don't know if I've ever told anyone this, my favorite competition on 84 coming around the bend over by the gas station, uh-huh. coming around to the church. I, I put my car in neutral <laughs> and see how far you can and glide see if I down. can get into the into the into the parking the park the, the garage at the, the rectory. Garage. So usually I'm cutting a corner like pretty fast, but uh, yeah, you, you got to realize like all right, if I get it to 37 here, I can glide in. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty much a downhill slope. It is. From, That's why. Yeah, from the gas station, it's not a huge hill, but but it's enough, enough to get you there. And then when you get into the parking lot of the parish, it slopes in. You could probably skateboard it and make it. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. So today we're going to talk about changes, and sometimes we choose changes. Yeah. You know, like look for a new job, and you choose a new job. Other times, like in your situation now, you've been 
chose invited, him. <laughs> strongly yeah. suggested. I keep my my term I've been using was it wasn't a will you, it was a you will. Yeah, I like that. And uh, and there's a humility there where it's like I recognize that part of my service to the church is that my life isn't my own, that I don't write my own ticket. It's like we would like you to do this, you know, kind of thing. Um, and in some ways that makes change easier because it's not like I need to look for it. But in other ways it doesn't make it easier because now it's like, well, what? I didn't, I didn't choose this. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Um, but I did. Well, and I think in all things in life, that's pretty much the case. We yeah. get the, you will, whether it's in our job or our family or our health situation. Health, yeah. Or will you, you know, like, will I choose to walk two miles every day and keep healthy? Or do you will end up in the hospital because you didn't walk two miles every day to keep yourself healthy? Um, I think that happens a lot of times in a lot of different areas. How do you deal with um, choosing between two good things mm. in your life? Yeah. Well, I think discernment, we, we talk about that, like it plays a role. I think mm -hmm. it's it's recognizing like to ask the question, what ultimately, what does God want for us? And to see that the things we want for ourselves aren't all that different than the things that God wants for us. Like God wants us to be happy. God wants us to be at peace. Um, God wants us to, it's that I came that you may have life and have it to the fullest. And I think we see a lot of times when, it's easy to see when negative changes come up and you're like, God, why did you do this? And mm -hmm. I don't think God works in that way. But um when, when it's between two goods, it's like, it's not that there's a good and a bad decision. It's just, I'm going to do what I'm doing because I feel a peace with what I'm choosing. That's the biggest thing with choice, like with change. Like, am I at peace with the change that's being made? And we can second guess ourselves, but at the end of the day, we're, we're never going to regret doing what is good or making a good change. We'll make we'll regret certain changes that we don't make or mm -hmm. I made a change in this way for this and that didn't work out. But yeah. I'll ask Father David to put the link to the Robert Frost poem mm. about two roads yeah. diverge into a yellow wood and being one traveler, I chose the path that most people don't choose, mm -hmm. you know, and there's going to be some regrets to that, but there's also going to be a lot of benefits to that choice. Right. And I think there's always a fear. And I know that I have it in some ways too, but I, I see it in other places. Like, there's a fear to make any choice that's going to lead to a change. Because I think a lot mm -hmm. of times we second guess ourselves when we have the ability to make a change. Now, in my situation, yeah, I, I said yes to this, but, um, you know, is this really going to work? Is, you know, like, and then we, we get in that mode of doubt um, and it, it turns us in. And it's like, I, I have faith, Lord, that you're, you're leading me here and I'm going to make this choice, um, especially between two goods. It's not like I made the wrong, like I said, I made the wrong choice. Or sometimes you get into the new situation. It's like, okay, God, why'd you pick me for this? You yeah. know, there's better people out there that can do this job. And how did I end up sure. being the one you chose for this? Cause... Yeah. And, and I'll be honest when I, so I just, I just made a change a year ago. Uh, was at a parish I was at for four years. I, I loved it. I loved the people. Um, leaving there was incredibly difficult because it's like, well, now I'm moving into something altogether new and I don't know anyone and they don't know me. I remember my first, 
like couple days here, like sitting in the rectory and being like, where am I? What's happening? <laughs> like, and I, and, and we talked about it before, but like, mm-hmm. I just keep, I kept praying that, that there's that Thomas Merton prayer. My Lord, my God, I have no idea where I'm going. I don't see the road ahead. I don't know for certain where it will end, but like, I don't really know myself. I don't, but I, I trust, I trust that you'll never leave me to face these, these perils alone. And I think that's part of it with change. It's like the confidence of we're not making these decisions alone. And that God won't leave us alone. Yeah, and God won't leave us alone. Yeah, like, I think that's the main thing is that we're never, God never puts us in a situation that he's not going to equip us for. Sure. I know we just did a listening session with our second grade parents, and there were about 120 people. And we just asked questions like, how are we helping fulfill your spiritual life or, you know, guide you through whatever situations you're in? And one thing that came up was when priests leave, like from this parish and they get reassigned, it's almost like a breakup mm-hmm. that several people said it was like when the priest left, there was this breakup feeling. Um, is it like that from the priest end? Where yeah, feel... it's hard because I think of the fact that you call me father and, and my relationship with the people here isn't just I'm the worker and they're the, you know, like it's not that str- in the past year I've journeyed with people and I've, and I've anointed people and I've buried people and I've married people and I've baptized. Like all of that is, is me entering into the life of a family and being welcomed into their family and being welcomed into this par- like parish family. Like we keep using that word family and, mm-hmm. and it really is. Um, and it's hard because you, you build relationships with people and now it's like, well, now I'm gone. Like, yeah. and, and obviously there'll be people to stay in touch with and just different stuff. But, um, it is hard because you you kind of get your roots down. You get comfortable. I'll, I'll say when I – it took me a couple months to like – when I got here, okay, I'm here. You know, and I remember everyone says like, wait till Christmas. Like you'll, you'll find – and Christmas rolls around and you're like, oh, yeah, this is my family. And I and – I, not that before I was like, I don't want to deal with these people, but mm-hmm. it's just hard. Yeah. And, uh, and I and I'll even like – one of my favorite days here was Ash Wednesday. How like, come? It was just, it, it, there were the amount of people there and there was just such a spirit of like prayer and community and intentionality and like we're entering into the season. And I was like, I'm so, I, I, I'm so at peace right now. I love this. I love being here. I love this community. I love these people. Um, I love being able to journey th- with them through Lent. And then like literally the next week, I got the call saying that the bishop wanted to meet with me. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm fine where I am. I'm at peace. Like, yeah. yeah. And sometimes I think those are the moments when we get peaceful. And for me, it's like fat and happy, mm-hmm. you know, like when I'm at, at a comfort level and I'm eating and I'm just sitting there and enjoying life that I get called to do something outside my comfort zone. And it's scary. Sure. But um, it's also real rewarding. Yeah. There's that great Pope Benedict quote where he says, you weren't made for comfort, you were made for greatness. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Well, let's do that one more time. You were not made for comfort, you were made for greatness. And so it's easy to like, to, to put our roots in and dig in and say, I'm comfortable where I am. But we talk about change. Like there, There's the, the other quote of Newman or, or Churchill <laughs> that we found uh, to be, humanist to change and to be perfect is to change often like we're not made just to be kind of in this mode of complacency and sit back and say everything is good like 
we're always on the go yeah. as Christians. Like we, we should be constantly making changes. And I can't remember the philosophers who said that the only constant is change. Is change. Yeah. Um, but sometimes they think, I saw this when my parents lived in Florida. They moved down like 20 years ago. And my dad was saying, you know, all these new people are moving down and they're like tearing down all the, the trees and stuff. And I thought, well, 20 years ago, you were one of the new people right. <laughs> that were moving down. You know, it's like we forget how slowly change happens. And then all of a sudden a big change comes and we go, oh. So what's the best way then to approach change? Because sometimes we have that change that we're looking forward to and we kind of initiate. And other times we have those changes that are, are surprises in our lives. So what's the? how do you deal with change? I think to see that it's not just change for the sake of change. Change leads to transformation. Change leads to new avenues, horizons, experiences. But all of it is to see where God is active in it. Like even if it be the, the difficult changes of of health, of loss of job, of financial whatever, it's not that God is doing those things or making us make these changes, but like where where can we see God is in that? Um, is it is it is it an opportunity to lean in more for faith? Is it an opportunity? I, I don't know. Vision. I think it's vision. Does that make sense? I think for me it's trust. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Faith you know, and trust go hand in hand. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't know what what you got going, God, but I'm going to trust that you can make something good come out of it. Yeah. Um, and even if it's an awful situation, uh, the ending of relationships or the ending of a job, the loss of a loved one, all those. I love that line in in the funeral liturgy that says life has changed but not that ended. ended. Yeah. I think that applies to so many um, aspects of our life that we trust that God's going to be with us in in all changes. Yeah. Do you have any favorite prayers that Yeah, you I mentioned use? that Mer- that Merton prayer. Can you do uh, that one more time? Yeah, I, the my Lord, my God, I have no idea where I'm going. I do not see the road ahead, nor do I know for certain where it will end. Nor do I really know myself, and the fact that I think I'm following your will does not actually mean that I'm doing so, but I believe that desire to please you does in fact please, and it goes on, and it ends saying, I will trust you always, though even though I may seem lost and in the shadow of death, I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. So it's not just trust, but like, there is a sense of hope there, too. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're getting ready, I mean, this is going to drop when, on Holy Week or before Holy yeah, Week, and like, like, mm-hmm. like, for me, it's such a an amazing week to see what God was able to do with such terror and difficulty and death. Like Easter is a celebration of God's transformative power mm-hmm. and God's ability to bring about change, death to life. And like for me, it's always a week to say, okay, well, give, give, give me and bring me some of that resurrection power, some of that, that ability to change because that's what you're calling me to. And I think I love the way that the church has us kind of walk through that transformation or that passion, suffering, and death and mm-hmm. resurrection. Because I think sometimes we get stuck in Good Friday. You know, we never quite make it into the resurrection. It's like we're just stuck in the suffering part. We'll put a link to the 
Thomas Burton prayer yeah. in the show notes. Father David's going to edit this, so hopefully he's going to make it sound way better than it yeah, does the, right the sk- now. The skipping, the stopping, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the 10 intros that we tried. Uh, These so, things happen. Yeah, and he's really good at, <laughs> at making this sound really good. Um, my favorite prayer is from St. Teresa of Avila that says, Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing away. God never changes. Patient obtains all things. Whoever has God lacks nothing. God alone suffices. And we'll put that prayer in the show notes as well. Well, we're kind of coming up on the end of our time together. So um, next week, I think it's going to be Father David and Father Eric. Maybe. And yeah, <laughs> things change. <laughs> yeah, we, things change. Um, so we'll see what, what that brings. I think I'm going to sit out next week. But how would you like to take us out with the serenity prayer? Sure. And how about a blessing for wherever people are at yeah, in their changes? Absolutely. And, yeah, and I, what I, what's so great about serenity prayer is just the fact that I look at some of my favorite people are people who are going through the recovery process. And I think part is they, they've made such significant changes in their lives oh, yeah. uh, with relationships and what they do and who they deal with and, and all of that. Um, but there's just such tremendous faith there that like, all right, God, you got to, you got to make, if I'm going to make these changes, you're going to have to help me. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you're going to have to bring me your peace. And uh, so it's oftentimes just associated with people in recovery, but it's, it's us too. We're all called to make changes in our life too. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And we pray, Lord God, that you uh, be with us, that you be with us amid the many changes and the transformations, the ups, the downs, uh, all that we experience in life, that we may see your hand uh, present, inviting us, walking with us, journeying with us. We ask, Lord, that you be with all those who have listened and be with their family and their friends, all those who journey with them, that they may recognize your call to change, your call to conversion, your call to new life. And I can give a blessing over a podcast, right? So I, might, The Pope does it over The Pope TV, does it, so. so I can do it over a microphone. We pray that God bless all of you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. That's going to be a loud clap, but let's keep it in. Yeah, it is. It's just spiked. <laughs> so thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Know that you're in our prayers. Um, drop us an email. Let us know how we can pray for the changes you're going through. Thanks, and God bless. Peace. Mm-hmm.